0: Okay, boys and girls, it's now time for Trexan Sci-Fi with the star of the show, the geek meister himself, Rico. Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're listening to another podcast edition of Trexan Sci-Fi. This is show 716. It is February 3rd, 2019. I hope everyone's doing well out there. It has been, uh, (laughs) it's been a terrible weather week here in Michigan. I'll probably talk about that at the beginning of the show, but um, this week, the um, and I and I did skip last week, just so if you didn't know, you probably do, do know if you're listening, but I, I, I did not do a show last weekend, so there you go. But this week, we are going to talk about, I'm going to talk about, and hopefully you'll enjoy and listen, I'm going to talk about the comic book shows of the CW, I... I really had thought I had covered—well, I've covered some of these shows off and on in different ways, but I don't think I've dedicated like a podcast to all the great um, DC comic book universe shows on the CW that have been going on for many years now. I thought I would just talk about uh, what I like, uh, a little bit about each show if you've never watched, and, and, and maybe get a few people turned on to um, watching these great shows, um, especially if you like superhero stuff good characters, good acting, just fun things to watch on TV each week. So that's going to be the main topic. I'll talk about a couple other things, and, yeah, we'll have a good time, I hope. So um, stand by. Here we go. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the future of war. Resistance is futile. Thou strength flows from the force, but beware the dark side. Iron oh, oh, Man, that's kind of catchy, it's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate, but see, it's a gold titanium. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. listening to friends in sci-fi. So, again, one welcome. Well, a little. <laughs> uh, you know, you guys know me by now. The the beginning of the shows, especially since I haven't done one in a couple of weeks, are always uh, tricky to uh, no matter even after all these years. So, welcome to the show, and yeah, hope everyone's well. Uh, the winter, uh, you know, w- this winter in Michigan at least. And I think a lot of the Midwest, some of the east was not that bad until about, eh, about a month ago, three or four weeks back. Um, all through Christmas and the holidays was, was fine. And then all of a sudden we started to get, you know, we, we'd get some snow. And last week was ridiculously cold. I think here where I live in um, Commerce Township, Michigan, which is kind of on the outskirts, you know, probably most people aren't familiar with it. But it's it's way outside of Detroit. Um, out kind of in the country and it tends to be a little colder out here year round, even during the summer, we're a little cooler than the city and, uh, which is nice during the summer, although I do like the heat, but it, it does shave, does shave a few degrees off in the summer, but in the winter, we're a lot of times we're five degrees or more cold, but we had temperatures down around 20 below 20, uh, that's minus 25. Fahrenheit, do the math for C. I don't know what it is. It's more than that in C is the way it works, uh, like minus 30 C or something, But um, and which is, of course, well below freezing for water, which we're all made out of a lot of water, <laughs> which is not comfy when you go outside. And, and there was a lot of wind. It was like minus, you know, gusts of wind that were causing wind chills of like minus 50. There were a couple of mornings, nights that were just brutal, uh, I've lived here most of my life, and even for me, we broke records, and it was it was bad. It was really not, you didn't want to go out. So uh, even bought our dog like some little booties to wear when she goes out and does her business. So not a great uh, week. We had some snow, um, but then the craziest thing is right now I'm looking at our temperature here. It's about 10 in the morning on Sunday uh, Super Bowl Sunday, by the way, yeah, hey, uh, I'll be watching the commercials and movie trailers, not, not the game much. I'm not a big sports guy, but uh, I'll probably have the game on anyway, of course, to see the other things. But the um, yeah, the temperature right now at this time in the morning here it's 45 Fahrenheit. So Michigan and and wintertime, some you know some years, most years we get these ups and downs like this. So so we've had like a 60 degree. Um, swing more than a 60 degree swing in temperature in just a couple of days and you know the a lot of the southern part of the US and other parts of the country you know don't ever get those kinds of swings in just a short period of time which is uh it makes us tough I guess right I feel a little nasally today but I feel pretty good got a good sleep last night I was really tired last night I went to bed early and read some comics and about issue three or four or whatever of comics that I I got to, I was starting to pretty much fade out. So, uh, but, uh, but slept a long time, feel a little, uh, you know, much better than yesterday and, um, went over to, um, see my mom yesterday. I don't usually talk too much about that, but it's her, um, it's her 80th birthday. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, it, um, you know, she's in good health and, and all that. And they're actually going to be moving. They've uh, sold their house. They're going to move into a smaller place. So got to see the, he, she got to see the great grandchild, which, uh, which is still amazing to me, Bryson. He's got a couple little teeth now. My son, my oldest son's baby. And, uh, he's like five months old. Every time I see him, it looks like he's, you know, just, just bigger, smarter and everything. He's, he's really, uh, he's become very uh he's getting to that stage where he's like very aware of things. You know, babies for a long time, well, for for the first few months, eh, they they don't really they're not really in tune with their environment that much. I mean, they're they want food, they want to get changed, they want they want they want some comfort, you know, at times, but they don't notice things too well, you know. They don't see, you know, and look like when somebody new comes in the room, but Bryson now, he's like Everything around him is is a new um, a new experience. So, but yeah, so everything's good. Survived the crazy uh, bad week of winter that we had. I, I hope we don't have that again. I mean, the I can always handle snow, uh, but brutal cold like that is really hard and it's dangerous. It can be really um, dangerous for people, and uh, so. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about nerdy things rather than the weather, since I've spent like five minutes on that. Uh, what's been What's been going on? What's uh, you know? I haven't been to the movies in a little while. I did watch. Um, I'll point this out. So last night I watched um, Reign of the Supermen." Uh, this is a uh, DC does these DC universe. I did a. Um, podcast not that long back about the dc universe animated movies which they've been doing for many many years now usually two or three a year approximately last year they did um it was actually the second version of this that they've done they did the uh, death of superman story from back in the when was that the late 80s when that came out i think maybe early 90s probably early yeah i think early 90s um the um they had put out this comic where um where Doomsday, this uh, big, massive creature, kind of like they did in the Batman versus Superman movie, uh, fights Superman, kills Superman, apparently. Uh, and then uh, months later, these new Supermen kind of appear. So DC broke this up into two different animated movies this time. They did the Death of Superman movie, which was a few months ago, and this thing called Reign of the Supermen uh, just came out. And, and one of the cool things, Chris... My buddy Chris down in Florida, Chris Clemente, pointed this out to me. But the, the DC Universe streaming app, the one that showed the... Uh, they're showing these live-action shows like Titans. They have Young Justice. They have Doom Patrol coming this month. Uh, they're doing a Swamp Thing series. Anyway, uh, back in the fall, I signed up for a year of this streaming service because they had a really good deal after Comic-Con. And it, it, I think it broke down to like four or five dollars a month or something like that if you bought it in advance and you know the the good thing about the dc universe uh, streaming service so far is they're they're really they did a good job of kind of pacing out the content like they have new content coming out and uh surprisingly this movie just came out this animated film reign of the supermen and it's on already on the dc universe app so, you know, you don't have to go out and buy the movie, uh, either rent it digitally or buy the physical version of it uh, or wait for it to show up on Netflix or something like that. You can just watch it on that app if, if you use it. So they have quite a few, uh, a lot, actually, of the DC animated films on there already. They have Death of Superman, the one I was just talking about, and then they have Reign of the Superman. So I watched that last night, uh, made some popcorn and watched that. That was good. I, I, I thought they... It's been a long time since I've read the comic uh, and the comic was stretched out over a year or two, I think. At least, you know, many, many months of Superman, is he back? Basically, all these Superman-like p- people, whatever, um, beings show up and people are trying to figure out, is that real the real Superman? Is he back? Is that the real one? There's sort of like a super boy. There's a cyborg type one. There's a guy in a metal suit kind of um, and... Uh, so we, you know, the, this, and I'm not going to give it all, you know, away, but it was it was well done. I, I, I've really enjoyed what they've done with this. I, I think the, um, I, I think I like the first one better, the the death of Superman, because there's more Superman slash Clark Lois and all of that in there um, than in this one. This one's more about the mystery of all these other Supermen showing up. And then, of course, the real Superman shows up uh, later in the movie, but it's good. It's well done. Uh, the voice actors that they've got, they got a nice cast. Uh, Justice League characters show up to Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman. There's a fun little scene with Wonder Woman, and uh, when when Clark or Kal El is still missing or presumed dead, there's a nice scene with uh, with Lois and Wonder Woman, Diana having a, having lunch, uh, uh, and it, it's a nice it's a nice little scene. I it, little stuff like that I really enjoy. So good job. Uh, so yeah, it, you know, there's all these we've been talking, you know, all these streaming services, (laughs) we've got that, uh, CBS All Access, of course, with Discovery, which just, uh, did the episode three of this season, which was good. A lot of Klingon stuff in it. Uh, and they're, you know, um, they're, I won't say too much because it just came out a few days ago, but so we've got three of those. So CBS All Access, um, DC Universe, we're going to have a Disney Plus service, you know, that you're going to have to sign up for if you want to watch uh, the new Star Wars live action show. And, you know, there's there's just so many of these streaming, you know, things. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going to end. Five bucks here, ten bucks there. It all adds up. So it, it's it's a bit much. You know, I I, I still have cable too, truthfully. Cause I watch a lot of regular television uh, and I, and I like to have, you know, access to those channels and, but yeah, it's, I get why people don't like, you know, or complaining about paying for all these services. I mean, the, the CBS one, it's looking more and more like they're going to have more Trek on there. Uh, They've announced other series uh, there. It looks like Michelle Yeoh is going to get a section 31 series. Uh, The, you know, they're, they're, there's a couple other series, a couple other yeah, TV shows on there on the CBS Access, All Access app that I've been trying to watch. I just don't have enough time to really get into them yet uh, as much as other things. And Netflix, of course, has always got something new. So just, just a ton of content. It's very hard to find the time. Um, by the way, I wanted to mention The Orville, which is also on Thursday nights. Uh, the, um, the last episode, uh, which featured, uh, the doctor and Isaac kind of having a little relationship thing, uh, was really nice, really sweet. I thought they handled it really well. Uh, I, I thought it, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was a very much like a TG kind of data. Isaac's kind of the data character here. There's a lot of analogs for other Trek characters throughout the years and the, and that show. It's, I feel like, the, the first few episodes of this season, I kind of felt where like kind of like so so. Um, but um, that one was pretty good. I, I like this most recent one a lot. Uh, and, and they you know, there's still humor on it. I don't really mind the humor on the Orville. The thing that I have hard time with in the Orville is is all of their references to things that are more or less current early 21st century types of things. Uh, it, it just comes up too much. I don't reference, I mean, do you guys, does anyone walk around referencing things from 300 years ago? Occasionally, maybe somebody will say Shakespeare or or something from, from you know, hundreds of years back, but not like they do on this show. And I get it. The captain has sort of a, a thing for older Earth things. You know, they brought that up, but it's bleeding over into the, all the crew. So I wish they could kind of, ease off on that a bit. It, it takes me out of the show when they do that as much as they do. <laughs> things like, excuse me, things like music, uh, movies and, and so forth. So, uh, but it's still a great show, fun show to watch. And, and it's really cool to have, it's almost like next generation 2.0 in a way. Cause it's, it just, it looks so much like it, that the show is, 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 you know, is you know they've got uh, Bordas on there, who's just like pretty much like Warf. I, I I mean it's it's amazing. He sounds like it. You know, it's just, uh, and he has those kind of like very deadpan kind of lines on the show. So, all right, uh, what else? I think that covers things pretty well. Uh, I I didn't want to take a lot of time up at the beginning of this show because covering all the CW shows, there's probably four. I think I'm going to be covering. Will take a little bit of time, so I I think what we'll do is we'll get right into that. Uh, again, we're going to talk about, and it won't be really a spoiler. You don't need to really worry about spoilers on this. I'm going to give you some basic overviews of these shows, talk a little bit about uh, the characters, the cast, what they, how they kind of, how the episodes usually run, and and the kind of things they cover. But there won't be any real details, like you know, you know, to to uh, you know, in case you haven't seen the shows. Because I think they're on, um, you know, I think some of them are on Netflix. I don't know what seasons are on there, or where they're up to, or whatever. I watch, I watch all of these and have watched all of these as they air, so uh, there's um, no need for me to find them elsewhere. But, um, but yeah, uh, let's get into that. I think we're gonna start out. We're gonna go kind of in chronological order of when the shows first uh, started. The first show in the CW uh, DC universe there uh, or they call this whole group kind of the Arrowverse because Arrow, uh, which is a show that focuses on the character, the the DC character, Green Arrow, uh, started the whole thing about seven or eight years ago. Uh, I'll give you more details in a moment, but, um, so we're going to start with Arrow and then work our way, uh, up, you know, the chain of how the shows came out or how they were released. So, uh, I'm going to take a short break. I'll be back and we'll get into, uh, talking about these, uh, Very cool comic book CW shows. Hello, I am not Jen. And I am most certainly not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly podcast. But you are listening to Treks and Sci-Fi with our good friend Rico Dosti. And when you're finished with... When you're finished... (laughs) when you are done listening to Rico, you can head on over to the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. The fangirls with the mostest. The socially functional fangirls who walk on the wild side. <laughs> We're the crazy hippies who know how to shoot a gun. <laughs> I do, do you? I do not, but I don't want to. Good. <laughs> But I support your right to. (laughs) This will never make it onto a promo. It might. (laughs) So the first show in the CW comic book um, uh, Arrowverse or uh, DC Universe uh, uh, group of live action comic book uh, inspired television shows is Arrow. Arrow the TV series. They didn't call it Green Arrow. For some reason. Don't know why. Um, maybe thought uh, Arrow just on its own sounded cooler. This show started in the fall of 2012. Uh, first aired, that's first episode uh, actually on October 10th, 2012. Still running today. They are currently right now in season seven, uh, that also started this uh, last October. Uh, and it has just been recently announced that it is coming back for a season eight. Uh, they, uh, I think next week is like their 150th episode. So a huge, um, a, a big chunk of, uh, you know, shows here, you know, the last, uh, comic book inspired show to me, you know, that, that lasted a long time was Smallville that lasted 10 seasons. And this is, is well on its way to probably being maybe 10, maybe not. We'll, we'll see. It's pretty close, but you know, they've got uh, a couple seasons next season to be eight. Uh, so we'll we'll see how this works out. So let me give you some background here. I'm just going to read kind of off Wikipedia a bit. Uh, it's an American superhero television series direct, direct, developed excuse me, by writer-producer Greg Ber, Berlente, uh, Mark Guggenheim, and Andrew Kreisberg, uh, based on the DC Comics character Green Arrow. It premiered, like I said, in 2012. Uh, international broadcasting take place took place in late 2012. It's filmed mainly up in uh, Vancouver. I think all of these shows that I'm going to be talking about are all filmed filmed up in the Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada area. Uh, they have a for a long time. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, I think, was up there. Uh, they they've done. Uh, they had Stargate up there. Uh, Canada in that area has a very large uh, presence uh, from. Uh, the movie and film industry, it, it, I think there's a big cost. <clears throat> excuse me. I think there's a cost benefit to, to filming up there is, is is a lot of the reason. Uh, so um, this is basically, the, the premise of this is uh, Oliver Queen, playboy, you know, kind of billionaire playboy. It's always a billionaire playboy, isn't it? It isn't some... Well, that's not true. Spider-Man, for example, is going to say, you know, not all heroes were billionaire playboys like Batman, Green Arrow. But um, Oliver Queen, you know, he comes from a family with money. Uh, he, the He ends up uh, going on a ship uh, with his father. Uh, and uh, the they basically, uh, there's a storm. And he and ends up basically getting stuck on this island for like five years. Uh, where he uh, learns through a lot of different ways, we'll say. Uh, but he becomes very. Um, he he goes from kind of a soft, like kind of just a, you know, doesn't care about anything, uh, not especially skilled at, at at you know physical fighting or or certainly using a bow and arrow. Uh, but over the over the time of him being gone, he becomes a uh, you know very very uh, pretty much you know uh, world class fighter level, and no one really can beat him in it with a bow and arrow, pretty much. Uh, with some exceptions, I guess, but so over that time of him being gone, it completely changes his 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 physical state, his mental state, and a lot of other things. Again, trying not to say too much, but um, let me give you a uh, let me play here a clip from one of the early intro openings uh, from Arrow, and and this kind of gives you what I've already been saying about the show, um, and then I'll come back talk a little bit about the cast and, and so forth. The name of the island they found me on is Leon Yu. It's Mandarin for purgatory. I've been stranded here for five years. I've dreamt of my rescue every cold black night since then. For five years I've had only one thought, one goal, survive. Survive and one day return home. The island held many dangers. To live, I had to make myself more than what I was, to forge myself into a weapon. I am returning, not the boy who was shipwrecked, but the man who will bring justice to those who have poisoned my city. My name is Oliver Queen. So Oliver Queen is played by, um, or actually, you know, Arrow, he'll call him, or Green Arrow, as he's later learned or is being called. He uh, is played by Stephen Amell, uh, who is really just perfect for the role. I mean, he's physical. The guy's like, in amazing shape you know he all the physical stuff you see on the show he's doing uh pretty much except at a con i i, I did hear <laughs> a lot of the arrow stuff is all just uh, cgi arrows put in of course you know you don't want people shooting people with arrows on tv shows or right filming them but um, so Stephen amell is the, is the main uh character he is arrow or or oliver queen and and They've really gone and and done a lot over the, you know, we're in season seven right now over the years. I mean, usually each year there tends to be like a main big bad. We'll call it a bad guy. Um, Let me run down some of the other cast for you, too. Uh, There's Katie Cassidy, uh, who's on here. Uh, David Cassidy's daughter, actually. Uh, Looks like she has a new name, Katie Cassidy Rogers. I guess she got married. Anyway, she plays... uh, Multiple characters, basically Laurel Lance or Black Canary or Black Siren. Um, And we have David Ramsey as John Deagle. Uh, He's actually a Michigan Detroit guy, uh, which I like. He plays um, Spartan, uh, sort of uh, starts out as um, uh, Oliver's kind of bodyguard driver and then evolves much more beyond that. Uh, Willa Holland is Thea Queen or Speedy. Uh, Susanna Thompson uh, is Moira, Moira, is that how you say that? I, it's a Scottish name, Moira Queen, uh, Oliver's mother. Paul Blackthorne is Quentin Lance, uh, the chief, of, he's a detective, and then eventually later uh, runs the police department. Uh, the other, Another big uh, character who's been in since the beginning, Emily Bett Rickards, is Felicity Smoke, or Overwatch, she is the tech woman, genius, uh, IT person. And Colton Haynes is in the is in the show occasionally or, or here and there. Roy Harper or Arsenal and other Archer character, Manu Bennett, Slade Wilson or Deathstroke, John Barrowman, uh, Malcolm Merlin. Uh, and uh, we've just there, there's a lot of others uh, we have in more recent years. Juliana Harkavy is is Dinah Drake or the Black Canary. Uh, we you know, again, it's a it's a big, big cast. And especially, you know, these the shows cross over with, with each other too. Uh, it, it's it's really good. It's 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 a very very you know it's 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 a little bit probably a little more serious and darker side uh, compared to some of the other CW shows that I'm going to talk about. Probably the darkest of these. Um, Oliver struggles a lot on the show. He has to keep secrets, and it alienates people around him, family, friends. Uh, but it's 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 really well done. I I like it a lot. Uh, It's um, it's the show that started the whole thing, Uh, and you know there's been you know there's been this talk over for a long time that Marvel does these movie series movies really well, and DC has been struggling in the in the feature films, and it's the the sort of flip of that on television, where CW has this on the on the CW shows has this very strong stable of um, DC universe comic book shows. And Marvel has done a little bit. I mean, they, they have uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I've enjoyed. Um, we also have a different, another DC show out there called Gotham, which focuses on the early villains and early days of before Batman really becomes Batman, or Bruce Wayne becomes Batman, uh, which is is a kooky show, and it's really crazy, And uh, but it does not cross over with these CW shows. Uh, the, um, the Gotham show is on Fox, by the way. Uh, which is still a, a really great show, and just this season they introduced Gotham and that area uh, onto the Arrowverse with their crossover they've been doing for the past few years. They do these; they've been doing these crossover shows where all the different CW shows kind of have a main thing going on that they cross over with each other over several nights, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, I think that's it's yeah, enough to cover uh, on Arrow uh, tons out there. There's, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, episodes to catch up on if you want to watch it. Uh, it is uh, done very well in the ratings, although like a lot of things, ratings tend to fade over time. The first few seasons uh, they were getting, you know, in the first three or four seasons, three million episodes, three million viewers or more per episode. Now they're down and around, the, you know, the the upper ones to two million or something. But being on the CW, that's still, I'd say, pretty good, pretty good show. And obviously the CW is is feels strongly and, and is supporting these shows because they uh, continue to renew and renew all of them, too. So let us move on to the next show that came out uh, in this group, uh, which was uh, The Flash, which premiered in August. Uh, 2015, and is probably the uh, the most fun and probably my favorite of the group. Uh, just because I love the characters, the cast, and and it's just even when when things are going bad for these characters, this show is just a ton of fun to watch. I mean, I still like Arrow a lot, uh, but it can get a little too too yeah a little too uh serious and a little too dark at times. Uh, not that much, but, um, but flash is just fun. Flash should just stand for fun. Um, but uh, let me play uh, one of the uh, clips for Flash, the one of the intro clips and I'll be back to talk about that show. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. When I was a child, I saw my mother killed by something impossible. My father went to prison for her murder. Then an accident made me the impossible. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, I use my speed to fight crime and find others like me. And one day, I'll find who killed my mother and get justice for my father. I am The Flash. All right, so we have The Flash. The Flash, the fastest man alive. And this show, I think I said earlier I had it wrong. It's it's not a 2015 start. It's a, It started in uh, 2014. October 7th, 2014, it first premiered. Uh, the, um, it's the second most watched premiere in the history of the CW, CW after the Vampire Diaries, which premiered in 2009. So, uh, this show, uh, is obviously features the, the character, the DC character, the Flash. It's an American superhero television series directed by the same guys again. Well, a little different this time, Greg Berlante, Andrew Kreisberg and Jeff Johns, who's a DC guy, DC comics guy. And this focuses on Barry Allen, The Flash, a costume superhero crime fighter with the power to move at superhuman speeds. It's a spin-off from Arrow, existing in the same fictional universe. Uh, this series follows Barry Allen, who's played by Grant Gustin, who's fantastic. He's a forensic crime scene investigator, works for the police department. Although they've, in recent years, that's sort of faded away a lot. Um, and uh, there's an accident uh, with a big... Uh, particle accelerator thingy, whatever, uh, that in uh, that uh, between that thing, that accident and some chemicals. And it's a very classic superhero kind of origin thing where a big science experiment gone wrong kind of uh, gives him superhuman speed. The speed, you know, translates into he can run fast. He can uh, phase through objects. He can travel through time. (laughs) And again, not none of that's really spoilers. That you know, the Flash has been around in comics for decades, and uh, he, so he has a lot of powers beyond just being able to run super fast. And there, you know, they've really explored his his that that gamut of his power abilities in the in the series over the years, which is great. And they've and they've also involved or included a lot of the classic uh, villains and characters from the Flash books. And I, I didn't say it too much about Arrow, or, or, but I'll say it now during the talk about the Flash. I, I've, um, I've read Green Arrow comics uh, a fair amount over the years, and, and some Flash. But I, these things are not um, the. I, I would call them inspired by the the comics, inspired, you know, and they take a lot from them. But they're not a, they're not a slavish, devoted like beat by beat. thing. Uh, you know, retelling of those comics. They've taken liberties. They have some of the characters in there. They've kind of changed things a little bit. And that's, I think, the best way to do this stuff. I think you need to create your own version. Uh, I think it's y- y- you. I think y- you get in trouble for doing something that's exactly like the comic. Um, I'm reading or reading. Uh, sorry, I'm watching this new show that's just started on the sci-fi channel called Deadly Class, uh, which is based on a comic series, which I think is a little more um, like the comics, although I've not read those, but from things that I've heard, uh, it's a little bit of a, a side thing to mention, But which has been really good so far. I like it a lot. Anyway, uh, so let's go down the cast here of, of The Flash. I already mentioned uh, the main character. Uh, oh, by the way, let's actually before that, let's say so we're in currently the fifth season of The Flash. I have no doubt that The Flash will be renewed for next season and probably a few others beyond that. Uh, they have a very a good, very, uh, a fairly young cast. Uh, and I, I don't see anything changing on that. They, uh, they're, they're in their, uh, hitting their stride, although I, I think this season maybe isn't quite as good as last season. Last season I really liked, um, But, um, but the, you know, these all, all these seasons of these shows all have their ups and downs. Depends a little bit about on the bad guy, uh, that who they're, who they're, uh, who they're trying to, um, beat and, and, you know, work against, uh, the thing that I love about Arrow, uh, the Flash, all of these shows is they're, they're very, um, they didn't start out. Most of them started out where the main character was kind of on his own, but they quickly evolved into, um team shows where all the characters kind of participate uh his friends family uh, there's a nice um, camarader, camarader- <laughs> camaraderie that's what i'm trying to say oh my gosh camaraderie in these shows and, and it shows in the cast and it shows in the characters uh and the scripts and all that so it's one of my favorite things about that is is the characters and and how they interact with each other so the uh and The Flash has been doing really good in the ratings. It probably is actually, it, it's definitely is, is getting more uh, viewers, more ratings than than Arrow even, which started it all. Uh, started out super strong with like 4.6 million viewers in season one, 4.2 season two, three and a half million per episode. Um, season three uh, and three, about three, and season four. And, and this season, of course, is still underway. Uh, but Grant Gustin... Who was on the show Glee, which I never really watched, although I feel like I want to now because a lot of these there is a lot of Glee people in um, the uh, the CW shows. Um, Grant Gustin came from uh, Glee. Um, Melissa Benost, who plays Supergirl, also Glee, um, which means they've also slipped in a little singing from time to time in these, which is great. I, I really like that they even had a crossover one time with with various flash and uh, Melissa is um, a super And uh, it was sort of like an episode like that Buffy episode where everybody's singing. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, let's go on through other characters. We have uh, Danielle Panabaker, um, Caitlin Snow, Killer Frost. Uh, she's sort of a scientist doctor character. Candace Patton is Iris West, uh, love interest for Barry basically. Um, We have, uh, let's see, Carlos Valdez is Cisco Ramon. He's a mechanical genius. He works with Barry and, you know, very inventive, fun, fun character too. Tom Cavanaugh is fantastic. Tom Cavanaugh probably has the best role of all uh, on this show because he started as Harrison Wells, but without saying too much, that character has changed over the years. So he gets to play a lot of different kind of versions of, um, of that character uh jesse l martin is joe west who's a police detective works a lot with barry uh he hasn't been in this season very much i'm not quite sure why uh oh i'm reading this here uh looks like he he uh he hurt his back uh so in, in real life so he's 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 not been in the show a lot this season because of that uh we have uh How do you say this guy's name? Uh, Kenyon Lonsdale, something like that, uh, is Wally West or Kid Flash. Uh, We have uh, Hartley Sawyer as Ralph Dibney, who's shown up in recent years. Uh, We have Danielle Nicolette as Cecile Horton. Uh, Jessica Parker Kennedy as Nora West Allen. Uh, And uh, yeah, so uh, and then there's been a whole host of villains and, and actress playing those uh, but that I think covers the main group, and, uh, and again, keep in mind that they do these crossovers, so characters and actors flip flop between. There's a good bond, especially between, um, uh, the flash between Barry Allen and and uh, Oliver Queen. Oliver's kind of the big brother mentor to to Barry, and they they talk, especially in the first. You know when when Barry first gets his powers, and, and there's some nice uh, stuff going on between them. I like the, that, and they always really uh, bond a lot too during these crossover episodes. So that's fun to see. Yeah, it's just a great show, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of cool effects. You know, I think they there was that flash series that they did way back, um, in the, uh, 80s. Right. And, uh, that's another thing too. They, um, they have brought in some of the, uh, the cast from previous, um, previous, uh, other shows. These guys try to use like, uh, actors that are still around out there that have been in other versions of, of DC universe shows, uh, like the, the, the previous, um, Flash, uh, John Wesley Shipp—I think that's how you say his name—who played the Flash on television uh, back in, like I said, back in the '80s. He—he uh, he has shown up. He plays uh, Barry's father uh, on this show, so that's really cool. And uh, and in the Supergirl show, which I'll talk about in a little bit, uh, they had Linda Carter in there. Uh, which was neat, and, and there have been other crossover people too, uh, some others from the original Flash show, uh, the scientist lady, which I can't remember the actress's name, maybe I'll look it up in a moment, but uh, yeah, it's been nice that they've been able to do that, and John Wesley Shipp as the original Flash is, is because the, the thing about the Flash character is, there have been multiple people the, as the Flash in comic book history, so they, they kind of can play with that a little bit, in this show. The other thing that that goes on in these, um, shows that they brought out that the DC comic universe has always done for a long time is the idea of a multiverse. So, uh, I was going to talk about this when I got to Supergirl, but these shows cross over with each other, but they have, um, through different episodes and things that have happened, they have learned there's a, a multiple a number of Earths out there, parallel Earths, and they give them numbers like Earth, Earth one, Earth twenty two, Earth sixty five, and whatever. And where Supergirl op- actually operates is a different Earth than where Barry and Green Arrow are at. So, but they've they've come up with different uh, ways to allow them to move from one earth to another and the, the cool thing about that it's kind of like the mirror universe situation in star trek although that's generally just the mirror universe or our universe and there have been like a TG, tng episode and some other times in trek where they've they've hinted at multiple universes out there but on the flash and arrow and these other shows they have a lot more Oh, sorry, got uh, interrupted there for a second. Uh, but yeah, so they've uh, this this multiple Earth uh, in universe thing is, is been very fun for them to play with, and use. I mean, they don't overdo it. I think they do it at a certain level and and well, they do it very well. Anyway, um, the other thing I really like about Barry Allen, in the Flash and the character is, is his sort of innate level of goodness. He's where Arrow is very dark and 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 Oliver is 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 can be quite. A, brutal to to some of his enemies barry Barry is always trying to see the good in people and trying to uh, do the right thing and he he doesn't slip over that edge too much if if ever really and and i love the character too because he's like this little nerdy scientist kind of guy and and I that appeals to somebody like me. That's the way I was always in school and and earlier and you know and and he's sort of like a Peter Parker in a way, where he's just kind of this nerdy guy and uh, and he gets secret you know abilities and powers, which is always the dream of every comic book nerd out there, right? You know we re- read these comics and, and and we're like, man, man, if I if I was like you know the Flash or or, or Superman or some other you know super powered person and you know. People wouldn't pick on me, or or I wouldn't mind them picking on me, or whatever. Uh, not that anybody picks on me anymore. That doesn't happen. But you know, in school when you're littler, and not littler, I was always pretty tall. But you guys know what I'm talking about. It's 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 the secret dream of every every nerd out there to up. Uh, so we can easily, what I'm trying to get at and say is we can easily identify with somebody like, like Barry, uh, probably even more than Oliver Queen. It would be hard, It's harder for me to identify with a guy that started you know, his life as a billionaire and had everything and then gets stuck on an island for five years. You know, I, I, I can still enjoy the character, but to really feel like I'm, I can be in his shoes is, is, is much more difficult. And, that, and that's fine. Not, not everyone can be, not every character can be somebody that you can feel like that's like you up there on the screen. So, uh, okay, enough about that. Uh, We will move on here to uh, the next one. We've got uh, two more to basically cover, Legends of Tomorrow and or DC Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. And with that, uh, we were going to talk about we're going to go in order. So um, the, um, the next up would be Supergirl. Uh, in that order, and this show started uh, first aired uh, October 26th, 2015, uh, with its first season. We are currently in season four right now. Uh, this show, uh, it um, actually had a really great first season in terms of ratings. Uh, higher, I think, than any other, uh, any other uh, show out there. Which is really weird because it was it was on CBS the uh, the first season and then it, it switched over to the CW. Uh, I'll I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But let me uh, let me play one of the intros to Supergirl. One of my why am I saying it weird like that? Supergirl. <laughs> I didn't say ghoul. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> this uh, is weird. So Supergirl, uh, starring Melissa Benost as. Uh, As Kara Danvers, I'm going to go fix my voice while I'm playing the intro, one of the intros to Supergirl. When I was a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth to protect my cousin. But my pod got knocked off course, and by the time I got here, my cousin had already grown up and become Superman. Superman. And so I hid my powers until recently when an accident forced me to reveal myself to the world. To most people I'm an assistant at CATco Worldwide Media, but in secret, I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am supergirl So supergirl, I am supergirl uh, it's um, the um this show is is really fun to watch. They're all fun to watch. This show, though, is kind of like... Uh, I'll call it kind of the brightest light of all of them because you have uh, a very positive, uh, kind of optimistic uh, character here in Kara Zor-El or Supergirl from Krypton. Um, again, a classic thing from uh, the comics. Uh, she's sent to Earth, actually, like, the, like it said. And it, the... It's just great. I really love this show a lot. Uh, I like them all uh, for different reasons. They all bring different things out. And so Supergirl, again, uh, let's go through the the basics. Uh, it's uh, currently in season four. Uh, it's American superhero action adventure television series de- developed by Ali Adler, Greg Berlante, and Andrew Kreisberg. Uh, uh, you know, Andrew and Greg doing a lot of these shows together, uh, first premiered in October of 2015, which I already said, based on the DC comics character of Supergirl created by Otto Binder and Al Plastino and stars, Melissa Benoist, Benoist. Um, I, 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 always try hard to say her name correctly. I've always heard it. It rhymes with moist. So it's Benoist. Um, she is Superman's cousin, uh, one of the last surviving Kryptonians, uh, this is set in the Arrowverse, although, like I said earlier, she kind of lives on a different Earth, but that's not been too much of a problem. And, and and don't get me wrong. These shows are pretty much on their own, except for these crossover events and a couple other times. Uh, they, they tend to, you know, because when you think about it, it'd be very easy if Oliver, who's who's just frankly a guy who's, who's a really good fighter and skilled with a bow and arrow, if he just called up Supergirl every day. To have her come and help, uh, you know, with whatever problem, or even Barry, you know, if they did that, I mean, they might as well call the show Justice League, right, or something. So this up, uh, this show uh, is uh, focuses on Kara, and uh, and it is got a, a great cast again. Uh, and Melissa, I, I I can't say enough about how I think the the main characters, the main actors playing these characters, uh, are are just perfect. Because uh, Melissa, the, the, I, I read this when the show first started, and I totally agree with it. She's, she's not a, a big, like, physically, you know, uh, character, right? Like, or, an, or a person, right? She's, she's, she's small. She she she's not, you know, super muscular, uh, but there's a presence about her when she puts on the Supergirl outfit, kind of like a little bit like um, Christopher Reeve in Superman, although Christopher Reeve was a pretty big guy. uh, But man, when he put on that Superman outfit fit, you believe that he could do what he did. And the same thing here. She has sort of this stature and kind of presence that when she's Supergirl, I think comes out really well. Uh, This takes place in National City. Uh, She has this, you know, uh, secret identity, uh, which I I haven't talked too much about secret identity yet during this podcast. But it's it's um, most of these characters and shows have started off with the the main character being fairly secretive. But over time, of course, people find out that they're whoever they are through a variety of reasons. And uh, the Supergirl thing and I and I. I'm not going to really spoil too much, but they kind of spun that a little differently for Supergirl. Like, there are some people that know pretty quickly um, uh, that she's Supergirl. Uh, And it's changed a little bit over time, but not a whole lot. Uh, She still keeps it secret pretty much. Uh, But uh, I like the fact that they didn't drag out too much, um, especially with characters and and, uh, on the the show that were close to her, where uh, they just, you know, like... It would be for me like if they did a Superman show these days, like um, like they did with Smallville, or let's say we did a Superman show where he's Superman right off, right? Not Smallville, where they're showing when he's growing up. I would have a hard time with them doing another show where Lois doesn't know he's Superman for like seasons over. Yeah, after seasons, I think that that idea is is okay a little bit, uh, but I think it gets, I think it limits you, and I think it's not it's hard to take and hard to believe after a certain point in time, you know, when they keep running into each other, when you like three seconds later, you know, like, Hey, where'd Clark go? But now Superman's here and you kind of look like him and sound like him. So the same thing with Kara and, um, and, and on Supergirl, I I feel like, and and it came up pretty early on with like her boss, uh, Calista Flockart played Cat Grant and she was in the early seasons. Um, and you know she she quickly were really confronted her with, "Are you're Supergirl, aren't you?" And and they they they, they delicately handled that. And I, I, again, I don't want to give things away, but um, okay. So uh, so let's go through the cast here, and and I think I gave you the the overview. Uh, we have Melissa, of course, as as Kara Danvers or Kara Zorel or Super Supergirl. They keep her first name, Kara, and. Uh, and and it, there's kind of a funny thing where cat grant calls her call calls her uh, uh, kara instead of kara you got to say it kara like a, like a car kara not not kara and uh and cat um, intentionally basically messes up her name a lot um, so uh, Okay, we have Makad Brooks as Jimmy Olsen. Uh, they they used a, a black uh, Jimmy Olsen here, which I I think is great. I really like the the actor, and he play he plays uh, Olsen really well. And, and you know. The nice thing about this is that none of these characters are like, like caricatures. They play them very, very straight and very serious. But there is a lot of humor and a lot of fun, especially in, in Flash and in Supergirl. Uh, Kyler Leigh. Is that how you say her last name? Lee Lay, Leigh, L-E-I-G-H, uh, is Alex Danvers. I really like her. She's great. Uh, Jeremy Jordan is uh, win uh, who's sort of a friend of Kara's. And uh, he's a sort of a science, techie, nerd kind of guy. Uh, we have David Harwood, who's fantastic at John Jones. Um, and Callista Flockhart, I already mentioned, Cat Grant. Uh, she, she actually um, was only in the first couple of seasons and is no longer on the show. Uh, she's popped up now and then. Chris Wood is mon Uh that he comes into the show later. Uh, we have um, uh, Florina Lima as Maggie Sawyer. Uh, Katie McGrath is Lena Luthor. We don't have Lex Luthor in the show, but we have, um, we have Lena Luthor, uh, which is a half sister of Lex. Uh, we have Odette Annabelle who played, uh, Samantha Aris, um, pretty much for a season and some other, let's see, uh, we have, uh, some new characters this year. I won't really mention, uh, too much, but a really, really solid cast. And most of them, it's stuck with the show, um, we have a couple that have left now uh, for different reasons. Not quite sure why. I mean, I think uh, Callista wanted to leave because she didn't like filming way up And From what I heard, you know, she's married to Harrison Ford. I think they have a uh, a little a son or something, kid together, and and she didn't want to be gone from home for so long. She was having to film up in Canada. So, uh, but uh, yeah, th- this show is really fun. Uh, a lot, a lot of uh, great stuff, and and they. All of these shows, I haven't mentioned really the effects for television, and, and in the days of of computers being able to do all kinds of cool stuff, more than ever, uh, they do the they do things pretty well. I mean, Kara and flying, they do a good job with that. There are times where it's a little bit like eh, it's not quite level of like a movie would be, but most of the time, it's done very well. Uh, I mean, they they've done some really nice stuff where uh, where she's flying or hovering or or just takes off and. Uh, I think they do a good job with that. Same thing with the running for Barry. Um, Arrow's pretty easy. It's more physical effects like fights and swinging down on rope or shooting an arrow. Uh, but, um, all right, let's move on to the last show. Uh, we're at like plus 50 minutes now. So, uh, the last one in this lineup, which just premiered a little later than uh, Supergirl in early 2016, is Legends of Tomorrow, another sort of DC Universe show. The. uh, By the way, uh, I have just heard uh, or read here in all these in these Wikipedias, all of these shows have been renewed. I mentioned Arrow earlier, but all have been renewed for a new season. Uh, They're supposed to be doing a crossover, a big crossover event next year called uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And so Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Flash and Arrow all renewed for 20 uh, for the 20, let's see, 19 to, to 2020 season. that's weird to say 2020 so legends of legends of tomorrow let us um let me play a little bit of uh, an intro to that and i'll come back and talk about it in 2166 an immortal tyrant named vandal savage conquered the world and murdered my wife and child i have assembled an elite team to hunt him throughout time and stop his rise to power unfortunately my plan is opposed by the body i'd sworn my allegiance to the time masters in the future my friends may not be heroes but if we succeed they will be remembered as legends previously on legends of tomorrow yeah legends of tomorrow this is another dc um it's it's um it's not really completely based on a comic uh but they have done legends type books before tricky to explain exactly but it probably doesn't matter that much uh it's another on the cw shows uh of this dc universe thing um this show uh like i said it it first aired uh in early 2016 they had a shorter season that year in uh, january 21st 2016 uh first aired then and also directed by or sorry directed developed by greg berlante mark guggenheim andrew kreisberg and phil klemmer uh, they, um, they developed this show and it, and it essentially this show is a, is a time travel show. So if you like time travel, you should watch this show. And it's, it's definitely the craziest, goofiest in, in a good way. Uh, and, and, and just, it's just fun and, uh, silly at times, but serious too. Um, it, again, tricky to explain in, in a few words. Uh, but I, I love this show. Uh, it, it, it I think at first it was a little hard to get used to because it was so different than um, the other shows that I've talked about, Arrow, Flash. All these shows are very sort of have a unique feel and vibe to them. Um, but I would say I would say Supergirl, uh, Flash, and Arrow are, are fairly straightforward uh, shows where this one just, you don't know exactly where it's going to go sometimes, which I feel is a good thing uh, because it's just totally like, weird and random now when it first started there was a different um there's kind of a new like idea or mission for them to handle each season so this show is actually probably changed the most over the years that it's been on i i think um other, compared to the other shows the other ones have also evolved and changed but because there's there's time travel here and they have um the the interesting thing about this is what they do even sometimes when they're trying to fix things in time they mess things up so it's created a lot of mix of characters different actors have come and gone different characters have come and gone on the show uh and and they've had different problems and plots and it's it's very different now than it was when it first started um which is fine i'm still very much enjoying it but the um for example, you know some of the characters that started there are no longer with the show. Uh, they pop up now and then a little bit. That you know it's a time travel show, so you can always slide people back in, you know, or whatever. This has also probably got the biggest uh, cast of of characters that are both uh, on there all the time and sometimes recurring characters. So there there's a um, there's a very large kind of like group here to get a handle on where the other shows are a little bit more contained so let me try to to run through a little bit more about this Uh, like i said it's been on this is its fourth season it's been renewed for a fifth season and let's go through uh the the cast Um, if you're a doctor who fan you will recognize one of the characters that was on from the beginning the guy talking during that intro is arthur darville played rory on uh a few seasons of doctor who and he played Rip Hunter uh, or plays Rip Hunter on this. Uh, he uh, is a time traveler from the future, basically. He's the one that says, you know, my wife uh, you know, and kid were killed by this bad guy. And he's out to sort of change that and change time. Uh, he's part of this Time Bureau thing. Uh, but they they're not too keen, the Time Bureau, on going back and messing with time, even if it's for, you know, to save someone that you is in your family or a friend or whatever. Uh, other characters on here: uh, Brandon Routh, uh, who was Superman once in a movie, right? Superman Returns. He is Ray Palmer, or the Atom. Uh, he actually first got introduced in the, in the Arrow TV show. Uh, he was introduced way back then, but he's a sort of a scientific genius. He's also kind of they they call him the Boy Scout because he's kind of a goody two shoes uh, character, and I kind of uh, I find that uh, nice and, and refreshing because it's very easy to play the rough and gruff. Um, you know, anti-hero to a degree, but it's nice to have somebody who's kind of the Boy Scout. Uh, Victor Garber, who's a fantastic actor. He was Martin Freeman. Sorry, Martin, uh, Martin Stein. I don't know why I got Freeman. Martin Freeman's the actor, right? <laughs> Another actor. Uh, Victor Garber is Martin Stein or Firestorm, part of Firestorm. Uh, the other part of that was Franz who was Jefferson Jacks Jackson or f- part of Firestorm also. Uh, we have Katie Loutz as Sarah Lance. Uh, Lots Is that how you say name? Katie Lots, I think. Uh, White Canary or Sarah Lance. Uh, she has had a long history. Uh, first appeared uh, as Oliver's girlfriend in Arrow. And uh, a lot of things have happened to her over the years. Uh, who else do we have here? Uh, we have Dominic Purcell as McRory or Heatwave. Went with Miller. Uh, Leonard Snart or Captain Cold, who first showed up in The Flash. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to find just the main characters. We have uh, Sierra Renee as Kendra Saunders, uh, Hawk Girl, uh, Falk Henschel as Carter Haller, Hawkman. Man. Uh, Eobard Thawne shows up. Matt Letcher plays him. Sometimes he shows up. Uh, and yeah, Matt Ryan is, is in the show now, who played John Constantine in a TV show of his own, who's popped back up, which I really like because I love the actor. And uh, we have Nick Zano as Nate Haywood or Steele. Uh, he's another main character that's been around, I think, through the whole run. Um, no, no, he came in later. He came in in season two. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I don't want to it's I have to be careful a little bit. I don't want to give too much away or anything because of these characters coming and going. But uh, the show is actually done pretty well in the ratings, too. Three million or so plus v- viewers in the first seasons, about uh, two and a half in the last few seasons, a little less. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a tricky show to talk about uh, because it it is uh, it's it has got a very large cast and the and the plot can get a little crazy. Um, I'm looking at some people, you know, some of the critical reception and our and reviews here uh, are, are kind of mixed. This is a show that's a little tricky, too, I think, for some people to to get um, to get grab onto. But I enjoy it a lot. And, uh, you know, what I would say about this, this whole thing about this particular podcast and what I've been talking about, about these four shows is, you know, give them a try. Try three or four episodes if you've never watched them. I would certainly start with Arrow and uh, work my way through and you could start with Flash you can you watch the shows separately? Yes. I, I think you get a lot more from them if you watch them all. Um, but, um, but that's my point or that's my, not my point, but, uh, I, I, I know some people that seem to watch just one or two of these and don't watch them all. I know others that watch them all, uh, and everywhere in between some just watch one. Um, and, and again, you're whatever you guys feel like, you know, but I would, I would, if you like, Comic book type stuff. If you like the Marvel movies, because there's a lot of Marvel feel to some of these shows, there's a lot of good banter between the characters. Uh, I, I'd say, in the essence, in the, in the, the bottom line of this, if you like the actors and the characters, you'll, you'll enjoy these shows. The plots are almost kind of secondary. I just tune in most weeks to just see the actors and the characters almost more than, you know, are they going to stop the villain or what's going to happen this week? Uh, so, and the, the, the other thing about these is that it, it's, it's very difficult to create new and new, new and interesting things for, for these characters each year. And I think they do a very good job of that. I mean, there are seasons that are better than others. Um, that happens with every show out there. Uh, but, um, I, I, I feel very strongly that it, I mean these are frankly some of my favorite shows if somebody said can you you can only watch six television shows a week or four or five I would probably put all these shows in that list uh, I, I I love all of these shows and uh, I they are for example like flash I, I watch pretty much when it airs uh, and discovery of course Star Trek Discovery I would put into that list um, when it's when it's on it's you know that that lasts for a few months each year right now so that's a very quick, very brief overview of uh, of these CW shows. There's there's a few others. Well, one main other one, another superhero show, uh, Black Lightning. Uh, I tried that show for about four or five episodes. I just had a hard time with it. It 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 didn't have enough humor for me. I, I didn't grab the char- grab onto the characters as well as these other shows. And and they've the other thing about that show is they have not really used that show or crossed that show over with with uh, Flash or Arrow or anything or Supergirl so or Legends of Tomorrow. So I it's kind of on its own. Um, I think if there had been more trying to pull it into the rest uh, with the rest of the shows, I might have been more interested to stick with it. But it's a it's a very more... Um, uh, it, it's it's just not for me. I'll just put it that way. I did try it, though. Uh, so I'm not going to mention much more about that one. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed that really quick look at... Um, the CW comic book television shows, uh, really, uh, really some fun stuff, and a lot of episodes out there. It's becoming kind of like Star Trek with all the different Star Trek series. Um, if you jump in now, you're probably talking about you know a few hundred episodes of, of television to watch if you want to watch. But um, yeah, give them a shot sometime. It's uh, it's all out there. They're on DVD, Blu-rays, streaming services. So uh Hulu I think has some of this stuff so yeah give it a shot I'm gonna take a short break I'm gonna come back and we'll finish off today's podcast all right folks uh that's about it for this week's uh edition of Treks in Sci-Fi if you want to support the show patreon.com forward slash Treks in Sci-Fi a dollar to a month goes a long way for paying for any of the costs associated, the hosting fees and equipment and so forth. Uh, I really appreciate those that do that. And uh, if you want to, you know, you can do it for a couple months, quit, come back. Uh, There's no real commitment. You know, it's uh, usually those fees or those fees are charged at the beginning of the month. So it is uh, the 3rd of February. So, uh, you know, that's that's probably the best time to donate to that patreoncom forward slash treks and sci-fi to help support the podcast uh, next week should be a guest cast I hope uh, a week after that I'm gonna cover an enterprise episode haven't covered a regular older uh, Trek episode in a while I'm gonna cover the episode bound uh, and then a week after that will be another guest spot I think so that's that's February for you pretty much uh, Super Bowl Sunday enjoy your chip salsa Chicken wings, uh, whatever you guys are eating, uh, you know, nachos. I think we're going to have nachos, I think. So I'm excited. I like nachos. I like them a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, uh, again, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I had fun doing it. I love these shows. Um, Some of my favorites of television in the last, you know, 10 years approximately or a little less. uh, Eight years for Arrow now. And uh, I'm glad they're all renewed. I'm glad they're coming back next year. Uh, Happy about that. And, uh, yeah keep on rolling CW. Uh, the, uh, yeah, they're, uh, doing a good job with this stuff and uh, maybe we'll get another one or two on there. I'm hearing rumors or talk that they're going to do a bat woman, um, show. Uh, they introduced Gotham, like I said earlier, um, this season in December in a crossover event and they introduced the character of bat Uh, so that would be pretty cool. I mean, you're, um, you're probably not likely to get a Batman live-action show on television, just like I don't think you're... Maybe we'd get a Superman sometime, perhaps. Who knows? They they have had that character show up on, Supergirl. Uh, but um, but Batwoman, I'll take it. So uh, I'm going to get going. I hope, again, you've enjoyed this this time. And, hey, tell your friends, Trex and Sci-Fi. Tell them to check it out if they've not. And if you want to join the Facebook group, do that, because that's where we all hang out and talk about the latest Trek episodes or the latest movie trailers and and fun things like that. So uh, hope you guys will uh, will do that, uh, you know, if you are on Facebook. I know a lot of people don't do Facebook, but the forum, you know, for days of forums are pretty much dwindling away. Uh, I still have that up there, but it's mostly nostalgia that keeps the forum, uh, the Treks and Sci-Fi forum still sitting there. Uh, and uh, But Facebook is the place. Just search for the Treks and Sci-Fi group or just go to treksandsci-fi.com there's a link right there directly to the Facebook group. So take care, everyone stay warm. I hope we don't have cold like that again anytime soon for anybody that got affected by the crazy cold. Oh, one last comment, I think, and hope and, and, and still uh, wishful thinking on my part, but I did submit a, an application to go to both uh, star Wars celebration in April in Chicago and also to Comic-Con in San Diego Uh, Both I'm still waiting to hear back on, although I think I'm pretty much in for Comic-Con in in San Diego, I think. And the Star Wars celebration, I was a little surprised. It looks like they won't be letting people know until towards later in February uh, and the cons in April, which feels to me like, like... We had to put those applications in months ago. Like, I I would think if people were going to make their plans, they would want to tell people more ahead of time. I mean, I'm going to, if I go to the Chicago Star Wars celebration thing, I can drive over, but, you know, I still got to get a hotel and all that. Uh, But I don't know why they only wait till like a month or two before a con before they let the press people know if they're going to get a press pass. Cause I did not buy tickets for either convention. Just, um, I'm only depending on the, the, hopefully, uh, I've gotten press passes for both these events before. So I'm hoping that still holds and, uh, and I will be, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking that that's the first time the star Wars celebration thing. We're going to, we're going to see any kind of a trailer for, um, the star Wars, the next star Wars movie, which they still haven't even announced the title. I mean, you think they could just give us a little bit of something? Who knows? Maybe on the Super Bowl, we will get something. I, I, I'm hearing that we probably won't, uh, but, um, but I don't know. So, uh, everyone, take care. Talk to you again soon. Bye. a Rico Dusty podcast production.